So this session is called Decarbonization and Renewable and what is the master plan? We have five prominent speakers here today and they will be covering energy efficiency, renewable energy and gas. And one of the things I was asking myself when I looked uh, at this program, uh, which I'll come back to you soon, is whether gas belonged to the discussion of decarbonization. Uh, I'm not going to go so much into the great master plan, which is the energy union, which I think was well reflected in the first session. But uh, I think we could say that it is rather ambitious. Uh, of the core policies, we have energy efficiency and renewable energy. And uh, a lot of voices said that, well, the 2030 target was not very ambitious, 27%, and you will reach that anyway with the ETS and energy efficiency. But I think now in the energy union communication, we're going to be, uh, Europe is going to be the world best. I don't think we can criticize that for not being ambitious enough. So, um, as a general comment, uh, I would just say I think it's very important if you look at all the, the revisions that will take place in 2016 and 2017. And having worked in DG Energy myself in a transition of commission, what is very important is that they manage to issue their proposal timely. Because we do not want to have another ILOC procedure. Uh, turning over to the first speaker, uh, it's going to be Christoph, and he's going to talk to us about the sign of support schemes. And before I give you the word, I just want to give some, uh, draw some attention to the experience made uh, the, from the country I'm coming from, Norway. I work in the EFTA Surveillance Authority, and we are the prolonged arm of the Commission when it comes to the internal market. Uh, we take Norway and Liechtenstein nice and to court if they uh, don't uh, do according to the directives and regulations. And what we have seen in Norway, the report on renewable energy, that what we have seen, it's the only uh, EFTA country and uh, member state who have joined forces in and uh, entered into an agreement of a joint support scheme, a so-called green certificate market. And the whole idea when I was also working with the commission is to create systems where you will develop, the re uh, develop renewable sources where to find them in a very most cost-efficient way. And if you look upon Norway and Sweden, it's actually Norway who have more of the resources. But what we see is happening is that the capacity building is happening in Sweden. And why is that? Some of the justifications for that is to say, well, Sweden is, have actually a little bit better administrative procedures. They're more simplified and less cumbersome. So we see that the theory of it all, that uh, if you create a joint support schemes, it will be created where the resources are to be found. We actually have the first example, this is not happening. This is also reflected at page 15 at the Energy Union uh, communication, where they also see we have to look into administrative um, barriers. But what is interesting to see also is that Norway now is streamlining its legislation because it's going to be a political debate when this green certificate market will increase prices in order for consumers. I don't think the Norwegians even though we have solidarity, we'll like the capacity building is built in Sweden. But in order to encounter this, we see now first also for uh, wind, there are tax rules which are streamlined. And I think that's a very positive way that you see countries are being forced at streamlining the administrative procedure to be less lengthy and less cumbersome. With that, I'm going to give uh, the word to Christoph uh, here, and he is the director of the Frontier Economics. And uh, we're going to ask you the questions, so are auctions the future? 